Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. I think by now, after over 130 episodes, you all know what this podcast is about. For those who are new and this is the first episode you are listening to, this podcast is all about getting healthier and losing fat in the process. And getting healthier doesn't just mean healthier food choices, it also means a healthier relationship with food, a healthier relationship with your body, and a healthier relationship with exercise. It can even mean you being kinder to yourself, you being easier on yourself, you showing yourself more compassion. There are so many elements to this expedition that many people always overlook because they believe that it's all about the food choices and the exercise that you do. And don't get me wrong, those play a massive, massive role in your progress. But at the end of the day, you have to work on absolutely everything, especially your mindset, because at the end of the day, it's your mindset, your mindset being in the right place that is going to help you properly tackle everything else. So in today's episode, I'm going to touch on five ways that you can overcome food guilt. So that feeling of guilt that you feel when you have eaten foods that you label as bad, I'm going to chat through that. I'm going to unpack that because you can't continue feeling guilty every single time you eat something that you feel should not be part of the plan or that you feel has no place in your plan when you are trying to lose fat and get healthier. If you keep feeling guilty every single time you eat a chocolate, for example, that just creates that massive yo-yo cycle, this cycle, the one and only cycle that eventually you want to break so that you can create freedom with your food choices. Because if you're going to feel guilty every single time you eat a chocolate or a piece of cake or a biscuit or you have a beer or you have a slice of pizza, it is usually that guilt, that feeling of guilt that leads you to spiral over the next couple of days. Because in your mind, you're like, well, I've already had the fucking piece of chocolate. So what is the point of sticking to the plan for the next couple of days? And at the end of the day, if you have that mindset, that mindset is the thing that is going to halt your progress. So on that note, let's jump into the five ways that you can overcome food guilt. And these are in no specific order, but number one, self-compassion. Show yourself some self-compassion if you do have something that you feel is not necessarily part of the plan. Be kinder to yourself. Be more gentle to yourself. If your best friend had to come to you and say, oh my goodness, Sally, I hate myself because I just ate a chocolate. It's the worst thing ever. You know most likely going to say to Sally, Sally, it's just a chocolate, move on. So that advice you were going to give Sally or you do give Sally, give it to yourself as well. It's okay. It's normal. It's human. You cannot show me one person that is trying to lose fat that has not eaten a chocolate, that has not overindulged. Like I said, it is human. We all have high calorie days. Even myself, I have high calorie days as well. It happens. We are not perfect creatures. We are humans. So instead of beating yourself up about it and instead of being so damn harsh on yourself and hating yourself for having the chocolate or having the biscuit, try your best to move on as quick as possible. To learn from it, yes, but not to beat yourself up 
up about it. So let's say the chocolate wasn't part of the plan for the day and you ended up having the chocolate. Try and identify why you had the chocolate. Was it because you were craving the chocolate? Was it because you were about to start your periods? Was it because you skipped breakfast? So now instead of spiraling out of control because of one chocolate, for example, you are learning from it and you can move forward knowing that you have the knowledge to tackle that situation in the future. But please always remember food is an essential. We need it as human beings. So you can't just go cold turkey and cut out absolutely all food. You are surrounded by food every single day, which makes it very tempting. And like I said, you are only human. One thing you need to remember is it's about the overall balance that you create with your food choices and not these individual moments where you have one chocolate there or one chocolate here. And the thing is, most people believe that one chocolate is going to ruin all their progress. And that is where a lot of the times that feeling of guilt comes from. Because you feel as though you haven't done it 100% perfect according to you, that is then ruining your progress. And immediately that then brings that guilt about. But like I said, at the end of the day, it's all about your overall balance, your moderation, and not these individual moments where you have a chocolate or a biscuit or a piece of cake. And that brings me to the next point, point number two, add the food to your plan. So what I mean by that is if you want to have a chocolate on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or whenever, or if you want to have a couple of beers on Saturday with a slice of pizza, add those fun foods to your plan. And the reason I say that is because a lot of the times you will have this idea of eating, I use salads as an example, but let's just go with nutrient-dense foods only. So you have this idea in your head that you're only going to eat chicken and veggies for the weekend. That's your plan of action and you are going to stick to it. And then Saturday comes around and you go out and the restaurant doesn't have chicken or veggies. And you then decide to have a burger and chips immediately in your mind because that was not part of the plan you lose your shit and you start feeling guilty because you didn't have your chicken and veggies as you had planned. Or if you go to Auntie Susan's birthday party and you have a piece of cake, but before you went to Auntie Susan's birthday party, you told yourself you are not allowed to have any cake whatsoever. And then Auntie Susan says, no, 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 have a piece of my cake. I spent all fucking Saturday baking the cake. You then have the cake. Now you feel so guilty for having the cake because you told yourself you are not allowed to have the cake. But if you went to Auntie Susan's birthday party with the mindset of, I'm going to have a piece of cake and I'm going to add it to my plan, when you then had that cake, you wouldn't have felt guilty about it because it was part of your plan and it didn't feel like you were doing anything, quote unquote, wrong. So it's when you tell yourself you're not going to do something or you're not allowed to do it or you're not going to have something and then you end up having something, whether it's one small block of chocolate or one small piece of chip, you end up feeling guilty because you feel that you have strayed from the plan. So if, for example, you know you're going to be faced with some treats at someone's birthday party or you're going out for the weekend and you know you're going to be faced with something like beers or whatever and you know that these are things that you enjoy, rather work them into the plan so that you can remove that guilt of having them when you do have them. 
Because like I said, it's about your overall balance and not these individual moments. And if you can carefully calculate your calories and add these things to your plan, it's going to add such longevity to your plan as well. Point number three is remove the words good and bad when you speak of food. And even the words such as not allowed to have, try and remove those words and look at food as food and not a set good or bad food for fat loss. You want to work on the concept or the idea of food neutrality. So there's food. Food is food. Some foods are higher in nutrients and some foods are higher in calories. But there are no foods that are inherently bad for fat loss. Your fat loss or your fat gain all comes down to your total calories consumed per day and averages over time. So if you're eating 80% of your foods for the day through nutrient-dense sources, so through your whole foods, and you're having about 20% of those calories from your fun foods, there's no way it's going to ruin your progress because you are creating balance. You are eating those fun foods, the higher calorie foods, in moderation. And like I said, there's absolutely no reason to feel guilty for it. But that guilt can only be removed or work on removing that guilt if you remove the words or the labels good and bad. Because if you label a chocolate as bad for fat loss, the moment you have it, number one, you're going to think you've ruined all your progress. And number two, you're going to feel guilty for having it because you've done something bad, you've done something wrong, you've eaten something that you've told yourself you are not allowed to eat. What do you think that's going to cause? That is going to cause a huge amount of guilt feelings that come with consuming that certain food. At the end of the day, you have to give yourself permission to consume all foods. So all foods can still be on the table, so to speak. That's how you start creating food freedom. And that's also how you start removing any guilt that is associated with food. And I know sometimes it is much easier to fully restrict something as opposed to making the choice of not having it. But when you fully restrict something, it's not even on the table for you to make that choice. You have told yourself you're not allowed to have it. But when you leave that certain food on the table and you give yourself the choice as to whether you want to have it or not, and then let's say you don't have it, that is fucking empowering. But not even giving yourself the choice and just immediately telling yourself you are not allowed to have it, that is loads of different shit shows waiting to happen. And I mentioned this and I chat about the choice being yours and it being empowering because we do need to be realistic about it and understand that, yes, we're removing labels from food. And food is food at the end of the day, but there still needs to be certain calculated decisions when it comes to your food choices. And that brings me to point number five is tracking food and using your tracking device or the tracking of your food as a tool to learn about the food that you are consuming. So as you learn or as you track in your foods, you will see how many calories certain foods have. You will learn about the nutritional values of the foods. And a lot of the times when you log a chocolate, for example, you'll realize, fuck, man, it's only got 250 calories, which is not a major train smash at all, especially considering you still might have 1,500 calories left for the day. You now know, cool, bang, those 1,500 calories you can make up with nutrient-dense foods. And all of a sudden when you see the bigger picture or you see the numbers and you see the calories you then realize that that one chocolate was not the end of the world 
And when you see those figures, that helps remove the guilt as well. And another major benefit from tracking foods and learning from the foods that you have tracked, so the calories and the nutritional values, is it helps you identify which foods are going to fuel your body, which foods you can consume more of at a lower calorie value, which will help you realize which foods align with your goals and what foods you can add as treats to your plan, which will also help you adhere to the plan at the end of the day. And I know when I mentioned tracking foods or tracking calories or whatever it is about calories, a lot of people believe that calories have to be counted purely for fat loss. But I love the concept of looking at the calories, tracking the calories to learn from them, to learn from the nutritional values of the foods that you are consuming, to use those nutritional values, to use what you have learned to make more calculated food choices as you move forward. So again, tracking your foods and your calories can really help remove a bit of that guilt as well because a lot of the times when you track that chocolate and you're like, whoa, 200, 250 calories, wow, I thought it was 20,000 calories the way I was panicking. So then you start realizing that in the greater scheme of things and if you look at your weekly averages of your calories that a chocolate every now and again is not a major train smash at all. And then point number five has a bit to do with exercise, but I feel like I want to touch on it. A lot of the times when someone overconsumes food or eats a food that they think shouldn't be part of the plan, you then end up punishing yourself with an excessive amount of cardio to, to make up for the food that you feel you shouldn't have eaten. I mean, don't. Don't do this. Don't punish yourself for foods that you have eaten. That is just a way to make yourself feel even more guilty in the future when you do consume those said foods. Because immediately your mind remembers the previous time you ate them. You're like, oh my goodness, I had to go run 20 kilometers the last time I ate that chocolate. Fuck, I'm going to have to do that again. And immediately that feeling of guilt just comes by. But now I know you're asking, but Mandy, what do we do? You just proceed as per normal. Proceed as per normal your very next meal or your very next day. Don't make a chocolate or a piece of cake or a biscuit such a big deal. It really is not a big deal in the greater scheme of things. Don't dwell in the past. You can't control the past. You can't change the past. Focus on the future and how you can move forward. And by future, I mean your very next meal or your very next action or the very next thing that you can control. Working on these things and the mindset around certain foods is not something that's going to change overnight. You need to remember, especially if you're someone that has done dieting or tried different diets for several years or you've tried several different diets, majority of these diets would have been fully restrictive diets. They would have been diets that came with the terms not allowed. I've seen multiple plans that say on them that certain foods are not allowed. I've seen several diets that tell people if they eat something that is not according to the plan, they need to start over from day one. So these things are all ingrained in your mind, right? So again, don't be too hard on yourself if you can't change this mindset overnight. It is something that's going to take some time. But it's also going to take you actively wanting to work on changing that mindset and actively, like every time you use the word good or bad around food to remind yourself that no, food is food and there are no good or bad foods. 
Yes, there are foods that might fuel your body a lot better, and then there are foods that might bring you enjoyment, right? So again, you need to actively remind yourself about these certain things and take the time to continue working on the mindset change that you want to see. On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing, and keep being kind to one another. Much love, your friend who has experienced and been through all of this so knows that it is possible to change. Mandy.